I'm excited to preach this word today. Um, God has something to tell us. Um, and, uh, and so I just want us to be, just be open to how God is speaking to you. And, um, you know, this week we went through a fast together as a church, and uh, we took the first 11 days, and, and we were just seeking God. And, um, and I hope that when you were seeking him, that, that God was bringing things to your mind and, and speaking things to you. The way that he speaks to us is, is, is really through his word, and he brings scripture to our mind, and, um, and he... And he um, he uh, brings phrases and and um, and he'll keep saying the same thing because he says, "My sheep hear my voice, and and uh, they they follow me, they listen to me, they obey me." And and so hopefully during the week you kept hearing something and it was the same thing. And what he wants us to do is he wants us to. Uh, to seek him for that. I believe that, that God gives us vision for the day. He gives us vision for the week and the, and the month and the year. And, and he leads us. And um, even in the Bible, um, uh, Habakkuk, this, this prophet, wanted to know the vision. And, and so he writes down this vision. And this vision is what carried us into the New Testament. And, and this, this vision was the, the righteous man shall live by his faith. And, and so um, we, we, can, we can see that in the New Testament when we see Romans. Romans is about salvation and it's about understanding our righteousness. And, and when we want to understand how do we live life, how, we, how do we live by the Spirit, that's Galatians. And, and how do we live by our faith? We look at Hebrews. Hebrews is the book of faith and, and understanding faith. And so when he speaks to us, um, he is actually speaking to you to, to lead you. And, and so the one thing about vision is that we want to make sure that our vision is in alignment with his word and, and what his word is saying. That's how we know a good vision from a bad vision is, is we look at this vision and, and we say, hey, um, is this an alignment that the righteous shall live by his faith? Does, does, is that what is, is it about? Or is it about me? Is it about what I want to do? Oh, I love red cups. Um, uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm sure you guys do too. Um, and so, um, you know, um, you know, he gave us a scripture, and um, it's Matthew six thirty three, and he says, "Seek first his kingdom." And so we just kept hearing that, "Seek first his kingdom." Seek, you know, that's earnestly, that's earnestly desire. And then first, that means get your get your house in order. Get seek him first. His kingdom. Kingdom is about presence. That's about getting into his presence and um, and his righteousness. That's what it's about. His righteousness and all these things will be added to 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 you. And so that's just the reward of seeking him first and his righteousness. And and so I I just. If, if maybe you didn't hear anything and you were fasting or you were just seeking him the best you knew how, um, pray this way. It's not the end. He was speaking to you. He'll still speak to you. And, um, and so I want to encourage you that, that he is speaking to us. He is. We believe in encountering the Holy Spirit. We believe that this, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And he speaks to us his word. He brings his word to our mind. And so pray and ask God that he would give you ears to hear and eyes to see what he's doing and um and uh and so um uh amen i was going to say one more thing um but i forgot so i'm going to pray 
because that's what we should do when we go through God's word. We should pray first because he speaks to us. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much that we get to go through your word, that we are excited about you. And we thank you, Lord, um, that... um, that we don't live uh, to, to uh, serve this world, but we, we live to serve and worship you, God. And we ask you, God, that you would open up your word to us. We ask you, Holy Spirit, because you are our guide, you are our teacher, and you are leading us, leading us step by step. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would, you would flow through me, Lord, that you would use this text, Lord, that, that you would speak to us and you, that you would guide us through your word. Lord, help me to uh, preach prophetically. Lord, help me to build up, to stir up and cheer up your saints, your, your mighty saints who are called according to your name, Lord. We ask you these things in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, so this week, um, as I was uh, towards the end of my fast, like I was, I was seeking him and I just felt like God, something broke. And, and um, when we're seeking him, he, he says, ask, seek and knock. And, and the door will be open to us. And, and so when we're seeking him, he, 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 Jasmine spoke on it today. Like he said, um, He's not withholding anything, but he's actually holding something on. He's holding something for us, for us. So he's not withholding it from us, but he's holding it on for us. And, and so he loves you. He loves it when you seek him. And, and so um, I wanted to start by uh, commandeering the, um, the uh, the screen for a second because I wanted to share a story um, that ties along with this message um, because uh, if you didn't know, Jen and I, we just got married and, um, and when, when I met her the first time, uh, I flew down in, in January, I believe, and uh, we, uh, we were able to uh, you know, go on our first date. We, we, were, we met online. We met on eHarmony. And, uh, and we were, um, uh, I was praying for a Jennifer, and you, you already know that. And, and, um, and so uh, God just knit us together. He just brought us together. And so I flew down just to, to make sure that Jennifer was real, and, um, and uh, she was, and, and she was awesome. And, and so this is a picture of, of this building, and this is uh, the building that we went. We went on our first date and um, and when we went, we weren't able to go in. But I wanted to go into this building so bad. I, I love architecture. I love I love the way that um, architecture is. And the reason I like it is because, like with art, you you just look at it. But with architecture, you get to like be inside the art. You get to experience express the beauty of the art and live within it. And so it's just, it's beautiful. Um, and, um, and so we didn't get to go, and I was a little bummed. And, uh, but um, right before we got married, um, that was three weeks right before we got married in October, uh, I f- we flew down there, and, um, and uh, after we got married, uh, no, after we got married, after we got married, we uh, we went to this. What we did was we 
uh, went to this building. This is a picture of us on our first date. Um, if you can see that, uh, so happy. Um, and, and then, uh, and then this is right at the you know after the wedding. This is the day. What we did was we chose we were going to uh, ride around on scooters through Austin. And if you're ever in Austin, I just want to encourage you to do that. It's so much fun. You just you just take a you know you just take your scooter and you just ride all around the city. And then when when the battery runs out, you just pick up a new one and you just keep going. And uh, and we just we just rode through the whole city. And then we decided, hey, let's go check out this this um, this piece of art. And so when we went in, um, this is what we saw. It was just so beautiful. And and the artist who it is is. Uh, Ellsworth Kelly, and he was an artist, and this was his, his only work where he uh, built a building, but um, I, I promise this is going somewhere, um, I promise, uh, and so we, what we found out was um, he had wanted to build this building his whole life, and, and um, he was an artist who um, focused on primary colors and, and building things or painting things abstractly. And so as we go through these pictures, you'll see all these things. But the interesting thing about him was when, when he was an artist, it was during the time of World War II, and he wanted to uh, join the army and, he, army, and he wanted to fight. And, and so what he did was he joined the army, and he joined a division uh, called the, the Ghost Army. And what it was was an army that specialized in deceiving the enemy. They were artists that a ton of artists who who uh, had camouflage, who designed camouflage and how to deceive the enemy as the, as the enemy tried to attack uh, all the allies. And and so he he was really the most successful artist in this uh, battalion. And and so um, um, and so as we. Um, went into this building, um, we just saw all these, um, just, it was just white and all these windows of color and, um, and all these, these paintings. There was like 14 paintings. And what these paintings were, um, were they were just black and white, um, oops, pictures. And um, uh, what they were, is it, is it up there? What they were, it just looks like just a piece of, you know, black and white, what does this mean? And, and so what happened was when he was an artist and he was in Europe, he would, he would go to these different um, churches and these cathedrals that were bombed and, and, um, and he would just enjoy being in a temple or in a, in a cathedral and he, he just loved it. And so he designed this, this building to represent um, a temple and uh, he wasn't a Christian or anything like that, but these pictures were the the different stations of Christ. And and um, when 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 Jesus was betrayed, and when uh, when he uh, died, rose he died, and and he was buried and and rose again. And so, um, you know, we were just checking out the different different sides, and then we came we came to this, and I was just so. Um, Mesmerized because um, Austin is a very liberal place, and in the midst, in the heart of this city, is this piece of artwork, this building that kind of represents a chapel, a a, a, a temple, um, and and on this wall, 
is these last three pictures, and, and it represents the black one, Jesus' death. The third one is his burial. And the white one represents his resurrection. And I was so moved by this because even in the midst of something so secular, so worldly, the gospel is on display. The gospel is on display. God is on display. He's even in this place. We are a Holy Ghost army. We are an army of God. We talked about we are a royal priesthood. And our purpose is to worship God. Our purpose is to bring him praise in everything we do. And, and this, this, what's interesting about this is we don't want the gospel to just to be on our hearts. We don't, we don't want it to just be on the walls. We want it to be in every part of our life. In every relationship, not just this relationship, but this relationship too. It's all worship to him. And so baptism is a response in faith to his resurrection. It says, um, I'm just going to read the scripture again, 1 Peter 2.5, it says, And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. You are his living stones. You are living. You, that means us. We are living. We're not like this building in the middle of just a city, but we are. We're his spiritual temple. And we don't have just, just the, the death, burial, and resurrection in our heart, but we have it everywhere in our life. And baptism isn't just something we, we put on, on the wall. It's not just something that we just stick up. But it's something that we live through by faith. God speaks to us. God knows our heart and, and he responds to us. And we respond to him in faith, in his death, his burial, and resurrection. And so baptism isn't meant for, for it to stay dormant, not on the walls of our heart, but on the outside of our, our lives. And so baptism is a product of, of new life in us. It's living proof that we know Jesus and have experienced his life, love, and mercy for daily living. You know, when you're on these fasts, you, you awaken like there is a spiritual thing that happens and, and people are just start like, talking to you, and they talk to you randomly because you have the Spirit of God inside of you. This, this week, it felt like the longest week, but um, uh, when we were grocery shopping, we, we met this guy. He was, he was, uh, uh, he was, he was uh, working at the produce section, and uh, he just came up to us, and he, I didn't know him, and he just came up to me, and he's like, oh, don't believe in Christianity. It's not for real. I didn't know this person. He just randomly came up to me. That's God. When we're drawing near to God, it opens up. It's like you're, you're, it opens up for spiritual activity. And that's a time to remember 
that, that he died, he was buried, and he rose again. He's alive. So I was just explaining to him. He, he, was, he, he saw that I was Indian, and he, he was wondering. Um, uh, he, he, he knew that some of the old generations uh, came through India and Africa, and so he's talking to me about God and, and you know, telling me God looks like this, God looks like that. And I was like, well, um, I can see where you're thinking these things. And he's trying to talk to me about God. And, and, um, and so um, God will bring these things to our, our, our platform, our, where we are in our walk with God. And, and that's our opportunity to talk about our testimony, why we believe in Jesus, why we have hope in him. And so... Um, there's a story in the Bible, and we're going to start in, in Luke uh, chapter 19. And, um, and there's a story where there's this man who is, who is looking for an opportunity for relationship. He's looking for an opportunity. And he finds this opportunity when he meets Jesus, when he finds out about Jesus. And so we're reading the story of Zacchaeus. And so we're starting in verse 1, chapter 19. I'm reading, living, uh, living and reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, Jesus entered Jericho, and he made his way through the town. And there was this man there named Zacchaeus. And he was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus But he was too short to see over the crowd. You know, some of us, we're trying to just peek over and just try to see who Jesus is. When we come into contact with people, they're just trying to get a look at who Jesus is. But we know him by relationship. And so he tried to look at Jesus. But verse 4, it says, So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came, he looked up at Zacchaeus, and he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. And Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be with the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Baptism? Why baptism? Why is this important? Baptism is a product of new life. It's living proof that we have a personal relationship with God by our faith in Him. 
People want to know. People are like Zacchaeus, and they're, they're looking into our life, and they're, they're climbing on a tree, and they want to know who this Jesus is. They know you're a Christian, but they want to know who Jesus is. And so we can't just have the, this message of the gospel hidden in our heart. we got to live it. we got to live it. What is our vision as a church? Our vision as a church is, is to be a training center. That's what our vision is. And, and the way we'll do that is, is like John the Baptist. God spoke to me. He said, just make the, the mountains low and the valleys plain and make it plain so all can see me, the gospel. I am here. I'm in the midst of all these generations. And so we are on mission as a church. We are on mission to reach our city. We're on mission to reach our families. Our first ministry is our families, our relationships, how we love others. That's just as important as this relationship. And so how how do we do that? We, We do that by recognizing that God is a God of love and a God of mercy. When we repent, God meets us right there and his is his love and mercy towards us. Do you notice how Jesus just gave him identity when he repented? This world is searching for identity. It's searching for identity. And, and Jesus calls us you want to know, what, how do we, Paul said, like, I pray that you would be more prophetic. I pray that you would pray for prophecy. Prophecy is to build up, to stir up, and to cheer up. It's to encourage. And so as we are, are asking God, God speaks to us, and he responds to us. You are living stones. You are a holy priesthood. And He loves you. He sees you. And and He wants to give identity to this world. He wants to teach us His plan for our life. And so this opportunity of relationship with Jesus inspired Him to repent and make restitution. We talked about sacrifice. Jesus paid and made the sacrifice. Jesus made the sacrifice, all the sacrifice, but we still continue in sacrifice. We continue in the sacrifice of praise. But sacrifice doesn't earn us our salvation. It's all by grace. It's all by his grace. He has done it all. He has finished it all. And so how does Jesus respond to our repentance? Zacchaeus became a son of Abraham. That's how he responds to our repentance. And what repentance is, is that it's, it involves a conviction of sin. It involves a godly sorrow towards sin. It's a turning of sin, turning away from sin. And it's willingness to make restitution. But repentance is not complete without 
faith in God. I like what our purple book, we've been going through the purple book. Why have we been going through the purple book? Because we've got to speak the same language. We've got to speak the same language. We've got we to make the valleys low and the valleys plain, and we've got to speak the same language because we're going to be a gospel center where people come and they want to know. They don't want to just peek in. They want to know who Jesus is. And they will know him by the relationship that you have with them and how you have a relationship with God. They, they will see God in you and they will want God. They will want him. That's your call. That's our call. We're the body of Christ. We have gifts. We're one body with many parts. And he wants us to come together. He wants us to turn to him. And so the purple book, what it talks about is, is true conversion is like the sides of two coin, uh, one coin. One side is repentance. The other side is faith. And we can't turn from something without turning to something else. And so the moment when we repent... The moment that you lead somebody into salvation, say you have to remind them that when they turn, when they turn to God, that He is a God of love and mercy, that He is a God who will deliver and restore. That's who our God is. God loves us. It is good news. No, 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 no doom and gloom. It is good news. We're supposed to be excited about this. We are excited about this. God is moving in your life. He's speaking to you. Because he loves you. You know, last, a few weeks ago, I was talking about how I came back to Christ. And how I, uh, before I came back to Christ, I... I was at Montana State. I wanted to be an architect, and, and that was my dream. That was my identity. I thought that's what I needed to do. That was who I was. And, and then, I, you know, just thankfully, it just took a semester, but um, sent me a lot of money. And, uh, uh, and uh, uh, God is so wise. And so I just learned that that wasn't for me. And, and then I just was like, well, what do I do? What's my purpose? What do I do now? And I came back home, and, and I had no purpose. I, but I, you know, went back to school, and, um, you know, thankfully God was able to, um, through uh, just, he was able to fund that. And, but I, I was just moving through life just so lethargically and, and so just, like, foggy. And then when I gave my life back to Christ, that's when I realized the purpose I had in him. The purpose came when I gave my life. I completely surrendered my life to him. We're living stones. We're this royal priesthood. And what we do is we offer him praise. We offer him sacrifice of praise. Our sacrifices are our life. It's our job. He did, we didn't do that for ourselves. He gave us those things. And so we honor him with praise in our job, in our praise, and how we say our, the integrity in our life. God responds to our praise of him. 
And so God just took me on this journey because I was at this point where I learned a bunch of knowledge. I learned so much. I remember, you know, I just remember um, in high school I would wake up and I'd, I'd study the Bible and I'd, I'd, I'd be late to school because I was studying the Bible because I was so hungry. But, like, I got to the end of that. I got out of co- I was I, be- I went to college, and then I came back home, and, and I was just like, what's my purpose? And, and I didn't know who Jesus was. I, I studied him, and, it, and, I, and, and I, I was seeking him, but he was over here. And what I'm trying to get at is, We have to remember that the gospel is on display in our life. And our life is speaking to the world around us. And our job is to connect people to Jesus. It's it's to build relationships. It's, It's to change our world. Our relationships, our family what God has given us. And he leads us step by step. And one of the things in baptism is that when Jesus told them to go get baptized, baptism was just a a normal thing. It was just a normal way of life. And it was something that the culture was already doing. And so Jesus was telling them to just go do it again. To, or not do it again, but to follow him was to get baptized and, and there would be this uh, transformation process that happens. And, um, and so why does baptism matter to us? It matters to us because Jesus commands us as his disciples to be baptized. Mark 16, 16 says, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Why are we talking about these things? Why are we talking about these foundations? If we don't have these foundations in our life, we're going to be looking for our identity like the world is looking for their identity. Our identity is in Christ. There are multiple I think I'm supposed to talk about something a little bit different. When Jesus was telling them to go get baptized, I said that there was already a ceremonial thing to to cleanse yourself and to go bathe yourself. And and Jesus was was teaching them that um, he wanted them to go get baptized. And baptism 
is an action. It's a response of, of our faith in what he's done. In what he's done. And there's a, a scripture that I want to read, and it's 1 Peter 3, 21. And he says, and, and that water is a picture of baptism. He's talking about Noah and how Noah in the Old Testament was uh, put on a boat with his family. There was eight people, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. And they got on this boat, and they, they went, and God saved them. And in that picture of God saving them, they passed through water. They were baptized. But then there were souls that were lost. There were people, there were spirits that... that that died in that flood. And in this scripture, this passage that I'm going to read, um, we see that God's grace reaches farther than we can fathom. Amen. Farther than we can fathom. His grace, He is like no other thing. He is like no other thing. So verse 18 says, Christ suffered, this is where we can rest, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He suffered for all time. There are multiple baptisms in the Bible. When we think, when we think of baptisms, Jesus says, uh, John the Baptist was saying that that I baptize you with water for repentance. But, but there's one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then there's another type of baptism that Jesus said after he got baptized. He's, he says it again in, in Luke chapter 12, verse, verse 50, where he says, that I am going through this baptism. And it's a baptism of suffering. It says in verse 18, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. So in a sense, he was being immersed in our suffering. He took the final blow. He took the main blow of suffering for us. There are things in our life where we're going we're gonna to suffer, but it's not going to be as bad because Christ, we are fulfilling what Christ did, already did. And, and he wants us to know that he knows. He knows our situation he understands. He, he was touched with our infirmities, but our response to him, our response to him is to remember that he's the one who initiates, he's the one who began our faith, he's the perfecter of our faith, and he will finish our faith. He will finish what he began in our life. And he will lead us and keep on leading us. 
verse 18, he says, I'm just going to start over. He says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and he preached to the spirits in prison. Those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently, he waits for us patiently. While Noah was building his his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by the removal of dirt from your body, but but as a response to God from a clean conscience, in effect, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so what is happening is he's, he's saying, he's saying, do you believe, he, he asked Martha, do you believe that I'm, I'm the resurrection and the life? Do you, do you believe this? Oh, yes, Jesus, I believe that. And, and so we are putting our faith in the promise of God's word that he will finish what he began in us. When we get baptized, we're putting our faith that his, the strength of his word is faithful. Amen. That is so crucial. Or else we're going to keep trying to figure it all out in our own strength and try to strive and make it happen. When, when at the very beginning, Jesus is teaching us, no, it's my strength. It's by my action. Grace has no boundaries. Let me finish. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God. And all his angels and authorities and powers accept his authority. Just like this picture. That three picture. The death, burial, and resurrection. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive in your life. And if I can call the worship team up. How does repentance turn into new life? It's by the opportunity of relationship that we have in Jesus. I had to make a decision that I was going to follow God. We, have, we all have to make that decision and trust in the strength of His Word. Yes, um, so what happened was, thank you, uh, what happened was uh, we were talking and um, he, uh, we, were, we were talking and then as I was trying to explain to him about creation, 
uh, you know, life happened. Uh, there was this uh, woman right behind us with his, her, little do- her little daughter on her cart, and it, and it flipped over and spilled all over the place and uh, kind of just took that moment. But when I was, like, praying, when I, or when I was talking to him, like, I was like, I was like, well, why don't you believe in this? Like, I was getting a little bit agitated and angry. Uh, but then, like, the Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 listen. It's not about you right now. Like, listen and talk to him. Listen to his life. And, and so that's what happened. It just kind of ruined the moment. And we, were, we had to go our separate ways because we'd been talking for, like, ten minutes, I think. Um, but... Uh, uh, but God is opening doors for us to reach out to people. This is the season where he's opening the doors now. The, the laborers are few, but the harvest is plenty. Some plant seeds, some water. That's right. That's right. That's right. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Amen. Let's let's stand up to our, to our feet. Father, Father, we thank you. We thank you, and we want to respond. We want to say yes. That's me. I want to respond to you through the week. If that's you, and you want to respond to God, so that. You can be used of God. I want you to raise your hand. God, these are, this is your church. This, these are your priests who are bringing praise to you day by day. Even when they forget, even when they forget to pray, you're the one praying for them. Even when they miss a day on their Bible study, you're, you're present with them. You never fail. You never fail. You did all the sacrificing. You did all the work. Lord, these are your saints. And just like Isaiah, they want to say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Isaiah was hearing from God. And, and he, he, went, he went to his, his, his pastor and he, and he said, hey, are you speaking to me? And his pastor said, no, that's God speaking to you. When, when God speaks to you, say, what? What do you want, Lord? God, these are your saints. These are your living stones who you call by your name and have chosen to be your, your priesthood, your, your full-time ministers. Everyone here is a full-time minister minister to you, God, and they want to respond, and they want to answer you, and we ask you, God, that you would bring someone into their life, and we ask that you would give them the words to share your gospel, but more importantly, to share how they met you, Jesus, how they know you. Lord, I pray your blessing on us, Lord that you would lead us into those moments, that we would just machine gun scripture at people. But we would just love people. We wouldn't just be a clanging gong or a clanging cymbal. 
so high and lofty in our gifts, but we would respond in love. Oh God, help us. Oh God, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help for this. With nothing is possible without you, for nothing is impossible with, with you, God. And so we thank you, God, for hearing us. Thank you, God, that you're responding to us. Thank you, God, that our doors are open for all to come and see you on display. God, we open up our life and we ask you that you would bring people into our marketplace, into our place of business, our place of work, our home. We pray, God, that you would bring them in, that we would have the answers. And if we don't have the answers, Lord, I pray that you give us the words. And so, Lord, I pray your blessing on us. I pray your blessing on us that we would not be fearful, but we would be bold as lions, Lord. I pray, God, that you would renew us, God, and bless us in our mission, God. We thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.